Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Manconi. What does the rest of the world think of Taiwan? Is it even paying attention? Does it even care? These are questions that we think a lot about over here. Anytime there's uh, so much of a mention of Taiwan by you know some top official somewhere else in the world, or even when, say, Taipei food makes it into some international ranking. Looking at you, CNN listicles, that can be national news. And sometimes can go a little overboard with all this, but it comes from a very valid concern, you know, because of the political situation Taiwan faces, it's often missed in the global conversation. And when it does come up, it's not always discussed with as much depth and thoughtfulness as it deserves. Looking at you, CNN listicles. Well, today we will be speaking to a group that's working not only to bring Taiwan into that conversation, but to make the things that are said just a little bit smarter. And it's doing so at the very heart of U.S. political power. That group is the Global Taiwan Institute. They just set up shop in Washington, D.C. earlier this year, making them the only U.S.-based think tank that focuses exclusively on Taiwan research. I recently spoke with the group's executive director, Russell Xiao, about the project and why he believes that better Taiwan research could mean better Taiwan ties with the rest of the world. Russell Xiao, thanks for speaking to us today. Well, thank you, Keith. So let's just start uh, with the most basic question. Uh, how did this all get started? What was the uh, idea behind the Global Taiwan Institute? You know, the reason that folks thought that it was necessary, and then uh, how did it all come together? Sure. Um, happy to do that. You know, the, the establishment of GTI did not happen overnight. Um, it took over a year of planning, uh, discussion, uh, to really realize the scope, operations uh, for such an institution. I think the vision for the organization in terms of having an institution here in Washington dedicated to uh, focusing on uh, Taiwan policy and how to enhance the U.S.-Taiwan relationship really came uh, into being through a, um, a group effort uh, that you know, uh, really tried to hash out what are the missing um, elements of, uh, of or Taiwan policy here in Washington. I think that there are uh, several uh, missing elements that brought about this institution. And those are, one, an understanding that uh, there has been, that while that there are a lot of good organizations here in D.C., uh, trying to advocate uh, for a uh, advocate for Taiwan. Uh, nevertheless, uh, there has been uh, no uh, sort of high policy uh, think tanks in D.C. dedicated exclusively to the focus of Taiwan policy, um, because uh, for the most part, whether it is for the lack of uh, financial resources uh, or human capital. Um, a lot of the Taiwan programs in, um, in the think tanks located here uh, are falls under a, a China program. And um, understandably so, because China is such a large player. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, but there is uh, obviously a need uh, if we want to change the dynamics of how Taiwan policy here in Washington is framed under 
that there needs to be a, a, a dedicated program, if not well, what we have established here in an institution uh, to do that. And so I was um, you know, very pleased to be asked by my um, my colleague and uh, who is now the vice chairman of the Institute, uh, Ting Ye, um, you know, to participate in the early stages of this process uh, to come up with um, an idea of what an institution in D.C. Uh, could do. And um, a little background about myself is that I've worked here in Washington, D.C. for uh, the past, um, well, now uh, continuously uh, since 2007, uh, where I've also worked at a number of research institutions, um, two of which are the Jamestown Foundation and the Project 2049 Institute. And so when uh, when Ting approached me uh, in getting involved, I was um, obviously very excited by the prospects of being able to participate in in establishing a organization such as the Global Taiwan Institute to realize some of the uh, you know to realize a lot of the programs that I saw were missing uh, in the coverage of Taiwan uh, here and also be able to spearhead uh, an institution that I fundamentally believe will make a long-lasting uh, and substantial contribution uh, to not only expanding the space of ideas uh, focused uh, for U.S.-Taiwan relationship, but also um, uh, in the international community. So let's kind of pick up on a point that you were making a second ago that, uh, you know, you can accomplish something different having an institute that's only focused on Taiwan or, or solely focused on Taiwan. Uh, and uh, maybe just to set this up, uh, not all of our listeners will necessarily be familiar uh, with the think tank scene in uh, Washington, D.C. I mean, there's uh, so many groups that are focusing on so many different issues. Uh, and, uh, well, just to, just to give an example, like Brookings, for example, they have a lot of really good scholars there that are taking on uh, a, a wide range of topics. Uh, but they would have something like, an, uh, you know, East Asian studies. They would have somebody like Richard Bush who would have a whole bunch of different topics under his belt. And, you know, Richard Bush, for, I think he's a good example because he's somebody that's lived in Taiwan. He's familiar with Taiwan, but he's spread pretty thin. I mean, he's talking about a lot of different things. Uh, he's researching many different things at the same time. Taiwan is just one of them. So what exactly does that change uh, for you guys to be focusing solely on Taiwan? What can you do that other think tanks uh, are not going to be able to to do. Well, Keith, uh, that's an excellent point, and I think you bring up a great example with uh, Richard Bush, who is an excellent uh, analyst and very, uh, very well informed about uh, Taiwan policy. And you know, and and just for your uh, re listeners' reference, is that you know we had him at our first inaugural public seminar series talking about the Taiwan Policy Review. Uh, but back to your question um, uh, about what. The, the GTI can offer um, that is uh, for for being the uh, only research institution um, dedicated, I mean, ex dedicated exclusively to Taiwan research is that we can provide the consistency, uh, the frequency, as well as the, um, uh, the resources to bear on keeping Taiwan on the map, keeping Taiwan visible keeping Taiwan uh, integrated into the broader policy discussions uh, here in Washington. 
And we do so uh, with our three major programs that we are initiating. Um, and those are a weekly publication uh, focused on providing timely analysis about Taiwan, China-Taiwan relations, and U.S.-Taiwan relations. And so with this weekly publication, what we aim to achieve is to expand not only the, the, the number, the topics that uh, gets discussed in D.C. Uh, when we talk about Taiwan, but also the number of authors who look at Taiwan. And so the number, the topics um, in D.C. for anyone who's lived here for um, you know a, a few years will realize that it's quite limited, um, and it's limited uh, because uh, the resources that exist to um, support Taiwan research are, are are limited to certain areas that uh, that generate uh, the most interest uh, for the time being. Uh, and those are, you know, oftentimes uh, issues related to defense and security and or uh, political risks that results from uh, elections. Now, this is not to say that those issues aren't important, but there is a wide gap in the coverage of, uh, of Taiwan for anyone, I think, you know, who has ever lived in Taiwan, realized that the dynamism of, 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 of Taiwan and its society and its contribution to the international uh, potential and otherwise potential as well contribution to the international community, uh, we, we'll see that there is a a, uh, a great deal of other issues uh, that we could uh, be working on in enhancing U.S. Taiwan relationship, and you know those include issues that may relate to uh, women's empowerment or uh, you know democratic uh, democracy assistance. Uh, to uh, global health issues, um, and also, um, you know, more, uh, although non-traditional defense and security issues or emerging security issues such as cybersecurity um, uh, that, you know, Taiwan obviously has a great deal of experience and knowledge uh, and could make a substantial contribution uh, to ongoing discussions about the role of um, allies and partners in the Asia-Pacific region in the U.S. pivot. And so these these programs uh, that I've mentioned, say the, week, the weekly publication is one. The second one is a bi-weekly seminar series, and I briefly touched on that um, when I explained how Richard Bush was actually one of our first panelists um, to speak at the Taiwan Policy Review. And the idea of having these bi-weekly seminar series is to raise the visibility of Taiwan in the policy discussions here in Washington, D.C. And um, the idea is to have it um, frequ done frequently um, on a biweekly basis so that there's a constant stream of content uh, and exposure uh, for Taiwan um, and our, you know, our target audience or those within the think tank communities uh, to include uh, people uh, working in the government uh, to the public at large, uh, and we welcome them to come and visit our facilities um, at uh, near DuPont Circle, and um, so that they can have a better understanding about what is uh, currently happening in Taiwan, to also uh, what are some of the policy relevant issues that they may have not thought about when they are uh, focused on their um, specific areas 
uh, that look they, they either look at for their work or if they just want to have broader exposure to what's going on in the Asia Pacific region. Um, you mentioned earlier how there is uh, uh, so many think tanks in DC and um, you know and, and I can't agree more and uh, but that's also adds to the sort of the the, the, um, the, the wealth of knowledge that does exist here and and so a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of content also to draw from when we do our programming. Some of the uh, reactions that I, I sometimes get when I explain that the programs are to be uh, bi-weekly is that uh, are, do you have enough content? Is there enough issues to talk about? And um, and I always you know my my, my standard response uh, then and, and and here also as well is that that there, there is no there are no shortage of, of, of substance and policy issues that can be discussed with Taiwan with you know um, particularly say for instance how Taiwan this the limitations of Taiwan this of the Taiwan discussion here uh, is it's such that it is often discussed as a subset of, of China policy and so it gets relegated to a, a, a second tier type of uh, uh, second tier type of um, place and you know we and and I think we need to change that. Um, so uh, with a, a an organization like uh, GTI, where we raise the visibility, where our purpose is to um, you know enhance the U.S.-Taiwan relationship and engage Taiwan on its own right, that you know we will um, you know we will tease out the significance of Taiwan in the broader policy debates that's going on, not only pertaining to China, but to the broader Asia Pacific. If I may, if I may say so, it's that you know we would want to embed Taiwan in the broader Asia policy uh, uh, debates rather than simply uh, contain it in the uh, traditional China policy debate. Let's kind of pick up on that general mission statement uh, for a little bit, and uh, I, I guess the way I want to frame this question is: Would you say uh, that the institute is more of a uh, primarily a research institution? or more primarily an advocacy uh, institution? Because obviously there's a number of uh, very specific things that uh, I think uh, many Taiwan watchers would say would enhance U.S.-Taiwan ties. Uh, arms deals are, of course, one issue that comes up uh, quite consistently. Uh, more uh, access and more uh, ability to join international organizations, obviously, is is another issue. Trade deals would be another issue. Um, so would those be the kinds of issues that you would be advocating for uh, and trying to make the case to, uh, you know, policymakers in the U.S., uh, lawmakers in the U.S., that these are things that they should support? Uh, or, or is it really just more about basic research and laying out the facts? Well, it's really about, you know, I think our, our focus right now is be, uh, providing that, those building blocks, and it's really about the, the, the research itself. And these research itself is so, uh, so critical because, uh, as I was mentioning, um, you know, there are, there are these sort of gap in coverage about Taiwan uh, here in Washington, that needs to be filled in order for uh, there to be a better informed discussion about um, Taiwan. Um, obviously, as an organization that is exclusively uh, that you know, with its mission to enhance the U.S.-Taiwan relationship, um, you know, we are we are for ideas that uh, uh, that serve that purpose. And uh, and while we do not take specific uh, policy positions on what uh, the um, you know what specifically the uh, the the uh, Congress or the U.S. government ought to do. 
what we want to provide is a forum uh, for the for such discussions to take place. And so, you know, with our weekly publication, where we will invite uh, guest authors to contribute sh short articles of about a thousand words on select uh, topics that you know um, are are that we deem to be. Uh, uh, interesting and uh, policy relevant for the U.S.-Taiwan relationship uh, to um, also organizing public seminars where we will invite, um, you know, speakers to discuss, you know, uh, the uh, the issues related to um, Taiwan uh, policy. So, for instance, again, I'm, you know, I'm drawing on our first event that we had um, just last Wednesday on the, and that was our first public seminar on the Taiwan Policy Review. Um, the you know the, the the pretext of the conference was uh, on on the end of GTI to raise the question, and and so what we want and so we and so we invited um, you know people like Richard Bush who uh, was then at the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and uh, David Keegan who uh, was at that point um, I believe at the State Department's Taiwan Coordination Desk, and Walter Lohman who is currently the director of the Heritage Foundation. To discuss the past, present, and future, so that in the um, so that we have a a a a, um, a point on which such uh, important discussion, whether you agree or not with um, you know the recommendations of the individuals, the discussions need to be had. Um, and so you know, so to your question about you know whether we are a uh, uh, we are more of a uh, more of a a policy research institution uh, than an advocacy organization. I would agree that I, I would say that we are more of a policy research institution because there are also a lot. There are also other advocacy organizations, you know, in D.C. or the, you know, uh, in the, um, in the area. And we don't. We aren't here to compete uh, necessarily with other, um, you know, uh, committed organizations to uh, to U.S. Taiwan. Uh, there are a, uh, reports about a number of other research institutions that are, are springing up or older organizations that have been in place that are more grassroots oriented uh, and focused on uh, really trying to uh, generate grassroots support by engaging with members of Congress. And, and we don't see that as our, our, our sort of bread and butter because as I was mentioning earlier, you know, this is really the idea for how we fit into the uh, to the context of the policy uh, environment, uh, the, the broader sort of policy think tank environment, is that we are trying to fulfill that uh, important role of being a policy incubator for uh, uh, for expanding the space of ideas uh, that can help to uh, enhance uh, uh, U.S.-Taiwan relations. Uh, another aspect about your organization that I find pretty interesting, uh, you have a lot of young people that are working uh, with you and for you. Uh, your, your board of directors in particular uh, is generally fairly young, young professionals, especially uh, uh, Taiwanese heritage, uh, young professionals living in the U.S. Uh, you know, your support comes from some very recognizable, some very uh, venerable names in Taiwan politics. So it's not, you know, it's not like a whole bunch of upstarts just decided to do this thing. You know, you have uh, some very substantial connections to uh, Taiwan politics and all that. But the people that seem to be uh, the day-to-day -day running the show uh, in the thick of it uh, tend to be a little bit younger. And it seems uh, perhaps a focus of your group is... Uh, making those connections and making those, uh, giving that professional support to uh, young Taiwanese Americans in the U.S. Am I am I sort of right about that? 
Yeah, Keith, you are. You know, and then you know, and thank you for pointing that out because that is a a a a, a point which we do like to emphasize in all our um, in our publicity, and that is, and what we're really proud of, and that is that the uh, the current uh, board is comprised of at least a third of them are uh, are under the age of 44, and that you know was purposely uh, done uh, by design. Because the idea, really one of the underlying ideas um, about the role that this institution is really handing down um, the, uh, the role and responsibility of um, you know, enhancing U.S.-Taiwan relationship to uh, you know, the future generations. And the idea would be to um, uh, engage uh, young professionals uh, in the United States uh, with Taiwanese sense uh, that you know, uh, to get to get them engaged in, in, in thinking about uh, policy, thinking about how uh, the U.S.-Taiwan relationship can be uh, uh, broadened, uh, enhanced, uh, both at you know sort of the research level, but also to an extent at the uh, you know at the um, uh, at the people level, um, that uh, that there will be an institution like GTI where uh, you know the uh, the future generations can um, can can sort of coalesce around in in helping to build a more uh, a stronger uh, foundation for uh, the U.S.-Taiwan relationship. And so, you know, we can uh, we ex- we expect that um, that we will continue to expand, um, you know, that uh, that base of support and to also to engage other uh, people within. This sort of younger age group uh, to become more involved as well, and so yes, this is a, a an important part of uh, of GTI's place, uh, not only in Washington but you know nationally uh, in the United States, and uh, and I think um, this this means that we are you know we are thinking long term. Uh, what do you, what is the role that you think that uh, these young Taiwanese professionals have in the U.S.? I mean, it does seem like. Uh, there is increasing consciousness over the years of uh, folks that do have Taiwanese heritage of, you know, this, the distinctness of that heritage. Uh, and people, uh, my sense anyway, uh, you know, sitting all the way here in Taipei, I'm not 100% engaged in this, but, you know, just my general sense is that there is uh, some increasing consciousness of a specifically Taiwanese identity uh, in the U.S. for folks who do have that heritage. Uh, and what do you think for all of those many uh, young professionals out there uh, that are interested in getting engaged? What role do you think that they're going to play uh, in that U.S.-Taiwan relationship and just kind of forging Taiwan's place in the world? Sure. Uh, I mean, that's a little outside, of course, the scope of the organization itself. But I can speak generally about what I believe. You know, um, I think uh, Taiwanese Americans and Americans of Taiwanese descent, um, you know, or uh, you know, play with the younger generations. A play, and that you know, and, and part of that really stems from being able to bring uh, new ideas to the table, uh, to bring also uh, energy uh, to um, to the work, uh, and uh, and also uh, also resources as well. Um, you know, the uh, the Asian American population in the United States, and and I think and uh, Taiwan and Taiwanese uh, Americans are no exception, and perhaps uh, you know. Um, Pretty high up in, you know, uh, in terms of the educational attainments as well as uh, attaining um, good-paying uh, jobs, and a lot of them decide to go into you know careers that may not necessarily 
uh, be or at least they have been um, gone into careers to where they are either you know, practicing law or you know uh, in, uh, in in entrepreneurial activities uh, or becoming medical doctors and and, and less on the sort of the uh, the policy uh, uh, government side and I think like you know with this new generation is that what we can get is new ideas new energy and also a, a, a also a new you know sort of uh, a new environment that is more reflective of uh, of the current nature of the uh, U.S. Taiwan relationship, where uh, in the past I think you know old ideas have dominated, and um, and oh you know and and so and and sort of enclosed in such uh, uh, older frameworks that uh, may be outdated or outmoded. And um, so I think new blood, new energy, new ideas, um, and longer sustaining, a, a more sustainable uh, sort of resources in the long run is, um, you know, is, uh, is what I think a new generation of people would bring to the, um, to the U.S.-Taiwan relationship. Hmm. All right. And uh, just to round things out, uh, I think it's, uh, it's worth noting, you know, the timing uh, of the Institute's emergence onto the political scene is pretty interesting. Uh, the You know, this year... Uh, I think it would be safe to say that uh, strengthening U.S.-Taiwan ties is perhaps more important than ever, uh, you know, since the inauguration of President Tsai Ing-wen. There's been a chilling of cross-strait ties, and uh, over the last couple of weeks, that's played itself out in a number of ways. I mean, most recently, Taiwan was barred from uh, a very significant U.N.-sponsored aviation uh, organization meeting. Uh, so we kind of see this boxing in of Taiwan uh, around the world uh, as as those relations decline. Uh, and uh, so it's interesting that here we have an organization that makes as its, uh, you know, its main focus strengthening those international ties. So how do you think about uh, the significance of the timing of all this? Well, I think the timing is perfect, um, but it's less about the, um, you know, the inauguration of uh, President Tsai Ing-wen, although remarkable in itself because she is the, you know, first woman president, uh, and uh, and the. And for that, you know, I think it's a, a, a very uh, important achievement for the Taiwanese people, but more so because I think that there has been a, 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 a an opening up of, 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 of Taiwan and uh, a new sort of uh, new realities on Taiwan and in China-Taiwan relations to also, um, you know, uh, U.S. policy towards Taiwan uh, that, that necessitates um, an organization uh, like GTI to be able to to play a role in in being able to uh, not only uh, this uh, to, to capture describe uh, to provide a um, uh, explanations about these ongoing trends in Taiwan to help better inform the, uh, the policy process um, uh, uh, here in Washington but also in Taipei. But you know, to anyone who has access to the internet and can, uh, you know, and and can go on a website uh, to read our articles about these um, about these changes um, and and be better informed to make uh, decisions uh, either for themselves or you know in the or uh, their uh, or in the policy process to. Um, to, to help uh, better enhance uh, a, a, uh, the, the mutual security 
of a, a democratic uh, partner of uh, the United States. And um, I, I would add that, you know, because the, the organization, you know, it, it plays that sort of a pivotal role in filling in the gaps in coverage of how uh, Taiwan has been uh, traditionally viewed here in Washington, that, you know, we need to uh, break out of that framework and to also uh, and to uh, and to be able to uh, broaden the uh, the issues that uh, are relevant to the, uh, to the relationship. And we can do that by uh, using through our uh, our publications and through our uh, programs. All right, and uh, we will leave it on that note. We've been speaking today to Russell Xiao. He is the executive director of the new Global Taiwan Institute. Russell, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thank you, Keith. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. Taiwan Talk, of course, broadcasts every Monday on ICRT FM 100. Uh, first at 8 a.m. and then again at 6 p.m., right after the top of the hour newscast. Uh, though broadcast version is, of course, somewhat abbreviated, uh, but you can find the full interviews, such as the one you just heard, online at the ICRT website, on iTunes, uh, and most anywhere where you can find podcasts. Uh, want to remind our listeners once again uh, of another show that I host, Taiwan This Week, which is ICRT's weekly news roundup, I guess is the best way to put it, news roundup slash talk show. Basically, the idea is we take on the top four or five news stories in any given week, uh, condense it all down for you, make it easy to get caught up if you've missed a few twists or turns in the news cycle. Uh, and then we invite on a couple of, you know, analysts, commentators, news type people, academics, uh, to really break it down and provide some deeper insights uh, so that we can really get to the heart of the matter and understand what is going on in Taiwan. So uh, that is Taiwan This Week. It broadcasts every Friday at 8.15 p.m. Uh, you can also find a podcast version of that show as well in all the same places uh, that you can find Taiwan Talk. Uh, check it out. Hopefully it can help you stay abreast of Taiwan news just a little bit more easily. That is it for the show today. For Taiwan Talk and ICRT, I am Keith Manconi. See you next time.